What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Match week one officially in the books. Mm. We have cast off, anchors away. The shore is getting, or the, the horizon is getting bluer and bluer, and mm-hmm. the buildings and the land are getting smaller and smaller. We are adrift to see in this new Premier League season. Uh, we're going to run down all the action from match week one, hit you with all the scores, and then we're going to get into uh, you know some of the things that were more pertinent. Uh, things that caught our eye, things that we got some some meat to chew on about. Uh, we're going to introduce the uh, weekly special that will uh, culminate in the final at the end of the year, but it is the Top Drawer Top Boy mm. of the Week Award. Um, and then we're going to look ahead. We're going to see what Match Week 2 has in store. An expanded Match Week 2. We're going to have a full, uh, full slate, 10 games, the four uh, teams that stay what they do? What do we want to call? It? Did they sit out? They, they were they were on a sabbatical, a or whatever they, it was. It was just, it's your international break without any international. Yeah, play. exactly. They're back. We got a full slate. We're gonna go through it all. So we're gonna get right into it. So we uh, we we talked up about what we wanted to see and what we were looking forward to, and just to mm-hmm. run down for those who might not have caught all of it. Your scores for match week one are as follows: Fulham lost. Uh, 3-0 to Arsenal. Palace beat Southampton 1-0. Uh, West Ham, sorry guys, you're, you're off exactly how everyone thought. Oof. They fell to Newcastle 2-0. Uh, Leicester 3-0 over your boy Slavin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Mourinho had an eventful week. Uh, he lost Everton 1-0. Seems Sheffield like, uh... United is just continuing this terrible trend of it <laughs> looks like they're losing... All hope that they had at the beginning of last season. They lost to Wolves 2-0. And uh, Brighton lost to Chelsea uh, 1-3. And then the game of the week, uh, Liverpool beats Leeds. I skipped it, didn't I? I ran right past it. I ran right past it. Which actually, for narrative purposes, is probably all right. Because that's the game we want to talk about last. But since we're in this, let's talk about some of these matches. I mean, first off, first game, Arsenal v. Fulham. Bamiyang has a great goal in there. I mean, Arsenal, everybody expects them to beat Fulham, a newly promoted Fulham side, of course. But they looked, they looked like an Arsenal side that that's what that was supposed to look like. Arte, that looks like what Arteta's been trying to do for the last eight months. Yeah, it's kind of it like culminated to this, which, I mean, hey, maybe, you know, we got this weird schedule this last eight to ten months. And it looks like it came through. It came through. They were fluid. They were together. They held, I mean, I don't really expect Fulham to do much, but they held them. They pinned them back, and they held the ball, and they got the three goals. They looked like they were having fun, and that's what you want to see from a side. Yeah, it's one of those games It's one where you're, you're, you're damned if you don't, but no one cares if you do. Right. It's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, there's, there's talking points in the dressing exactly. room. Right. And so business as usual, but it's nothing to stick on. Mm-hmm. Um, Laka scored the first goal, like eight minutes in. Gabriel on his debut, he scored. And then Aubameyang, um, he came through. And so you're right. What Arteta has been trying to build towards, we talked about it, what we saw a bit in the Community Shield, mm-hmm. you can see it. You know, So my question becomes, when do we get to find out if it's for real? Because it's not next week. Because they play West Ham next yeah, week. Yeah, no. It's going to be five or six more weeks till Fulham, we see anything. Fulham was played off the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's not... It's not too surprising. You know, when they were up two years ago, uh, Khan spent all that money. Their owner spent all that money, like over 100 million pounds on the transfer market, and they got relegated. Mm. And they're not spending now because they made promotion again. They got the payday. Save the money. Obviously, COVID's here. You know, teams are in financial struggle, Mm -hmm. except for some. And, you know, he spent the money, and it didn't didn't bear him any fruit. They were terrible. So... They looked a side that could struggle. They they didn't have any ideas. They weren't. Uh, they looked like a they looked like forward. a team. They looked like a bottom three relegation fight team in December or January, but in September, and that's not good to see. For I get you're a newly promoted side. I get your Fulham, but you got to at least come out the first game. I get you're playing Arsenal. But you gotta come out, and that's the question. Maybe Arsenal is absolutely implemented and at least 
mm. half first half season for real, mm-hmm. right? Where the first half of the season, everything is clicking before the teams get more tape on it and yep. start to figure it out. But in that first half, maybe they are absolutely legit. And Fulham got exposed on it because it was it was a yeah. far superior side. Which even even if Arteta Ball mm-hmm. isn't implemented and they're not mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders, Arsenal is superior in firepower, to right? So it that. should look the superior side. I mean, one thing that, I mean, I think everybody noticed, William coming into the side, first game in a new team. I get you just transitioned to another uh, London club, right? Yep. It's yep. not like didn't you, exactly you, didn't, yeah, you didn't cross from Spain to Germany or to Italy or whatever. Yep. But comes into a new side with a relatively new coach, Get you three assists. I mean, he's a world-class player himself. He's one of those quiet world-class players who just puts yeah. a shift in every time on the pitch. Water finds its level type. He, exactly. He, that's what he is, and that's kind of what you're going to get from and him. And so he – I mean, he didn't look like he wasn't messy on the pitch, but get you three goals, three assists, oh, yeah, that's so, so that's somebody hat, that's yeah. somebody you want Responsible in your attacking mid. Responsible for the three mid. goals with the hat trick of an assist. No, he yeah. – uh, it's quite a welcome party. I mean – he he is always one of those players where, you know, in the transfer market, you know, teams in the big six look, you know, Kenny, should, should we? we? Should he's we? a little older, yeah. and I mean, he's thirty. What exactly does he do, mm. right? But but he, he, you know, he does enough to it's always. Kind of weird. Yeah. I couldn't really tell you what posi- is he a winger? Is he attacking yeah, mid? Is he a false yeah. nine? Is he a ten? Where does this guy go? And yet, yeah. three assists on opening day. I mean, absolutely. You gotta love it. Yeah. So. There, there were two matches to me. I know the one I highlighted looking forward to, Sheffield Wolves. Mm. I, I don't want to talk about it because I feel so bad for Chris Wilder. Uh, Jimenez in three minutes and six, and six minutes. I mean, they dispatched him. But the two games um, that were kind of noteworthy for me, um, Tottenham losing to Everton. Like I mm. said, Jose Mourinho has had an eventful week. Have you seen all the, the all-or-nothing Amazon documentary clips of him? I haven't watched any of the show, but the memes that I'm seeing on the social That's what media I'm sites I mean, are delicious. There's, there's one, there was one where it's like, uh, Jose told them not to film him during his tactics. And then there's like a, a, a snippet of him like walking around with his arms like all noodly at his side going, but then there was one like his, his fucking dog died on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, he, see, and like, yeah. it was like, for someone who I hated for so long because I thought he was just an absolute Richard because mm-hmm. he was. Is, yeah. I mean, it was, and it was an insight. I mean, side no, of that. Yeah, like, and he was so blunt. He shows up and he's like, I'm, he's like, my, my dog died yeah. on the 24th of Christmas. But they lose to Everton and they didn't look good in the slightest. I'll tell you who did look good. Everton. Yeah, the top which season. is weird to say, knowing having watched Everton. But you know what that is? That's the Carlo Ancelotti effect. Well, he's starting to get some horses, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a bit. Jaimez Rodriguez, Allen looked the best player on the pitch. Yes, he was commanding that midfield. Um, and so you were over. We were together watching that match in the morning, mm-hmm. and we we asked the same question. You know, Richarlison. Sloppy up front. Yeah. Uh, Calvert Lewin had some misplaced touches. He got the goal. Got the goal. And and I remember asking you. I said, you know, does that limit them? Mm-hmm. Do, do, is is he that caliber finisher that will allow the spending on Jaimez and Allen and uh, will Decore? it be worth it? Can yeah. you get out of them the max what you should, or does what's in front of them? Hinder them. Yeah. I mean, I think, especially with that game, Richarlison is, he's the best upfront striker attacking winger they have. He's the best in front of goal in the 18-yard box, at least on paper, that they have. I think he's more... And to be honest, he looked terrible. I think he's... He left open some open goal sitters. He's a... He's a... Higher peaks, way lower valleys. Yes. Calvert-Lewin yes. may not have those super hot streaks. But that it's a lot It's A, a bit lot more flatter. consistent. Yeah, a bit yeah. more consistent. Agreed. Not as high end of end product. I think it'll be interesting to see. There, there was a group that has come in and invested some money in. 
Clearly, you don't get a manager like Ancelotti on board and keep him on board very long mm-hmm. if you don't allow him to do what he wants to do. Um, so does he look to bolster that front end? I think he has to, right? In I mean, Jan- he's got I mean, till he's, what? Well, he's got till October 7th. And he might 7th. even look to go till January. He might look to see how this plays a bit. Mm, see if James can really well, just, I mean, he's, he's bolster put, the side. He's put some great pieces there. He might not need to do that. Mm. He might say, well, this is good enough to get Europe, right? You can get fifth or sixth mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we save the money and we go defense in January or defense next year. And we kind of find our way through the front. Can we be strong enough in the midfield to cover up some deficiencies up front? Personally, I think that they're going to... If I'm spending that much money in the midfield, the matches are won in the midfield, but like, you you, you need someone that can really finish. Well, right. You can probably cash in on Richarlison a bit because I, I think that, for me, I've seen enough to know, am I going to give him another contract? Probably, probably not. not. I don't know what his details are on it. But he's been there for a handful of years. He's probably close to maybe two years on his deal. He's still young. He's got the bags. I'm of sure talent. Man City will come shopping for 80 million pounds, way overpriced, well, and he doesn't need to pay for him. Just like but, Ian Acho from Leicester, yeah. and then they'll just bury him on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where's Fabian Delph? Is he doing anything? That went the other way, right? Ian Acho went to Leicester. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So that I mean that that's obviously uh, it'll still left to be seen. Neither one of them put a stamp on where. No, you had to just pick yourself up and go. Oh my God, what was that? Mm. Um, the other match, though, for me, uh, Brighton Chelsea. Brighton won Chelsea three. Everyone from Chelsea that scored is exactly who you thought would score going into the match, which of course is Jorginho and a penalty, mm-hmm. uh, Reese James and Kurt Zuma. Because that because they didn't spend any money this summer. Of course, right? I'm being wildly facetious. Uh, half of their big money players didn't even start. Uh, uh, Ziyech was out, and so. Was uh, Pulisic, mm-hmm. Kai started, Werner started. Werner said after yeah. the match that he's never played against defenders like that ever before in his life. Man, welcome to they the Premier League. They were so big and so tall. Yeah, mm. so. But, you know, I mean, they, they, when they got that penalty, when they were awarded it and converted, they celebrated like a young team you would expect, right? I mean, it was youthful. It was exuberant. So there's going to be that challenge for Lampard to really he's got well to cultivate it right because mm. you want them to play fun you want they're young kids they shouldn't you know what right. I mean and and they kind of got this band together not back together but so they all know hey we're at the beginning of this project you almost want to just kind of release them on yeah the field. but you gotta at the same time you got to keep them structured mm. so he's got and and. You know, he's he's an old Premier League hard boy, right? You know, he, he played in the side for so long. He's, he's an old won everything. So, but he's also still pretty young. And he's still pretty young in his managerial career. So does th- does he find that players coach mm-hmm. disciplinarian balance that is really needed on a new and young side? I do always find that the player coach I am not sold on that, at least as young as they always tend to start. I mean, hell, even look at Ali with with uh, Manchester United, or, or they did a gigs for a little bit, or, or Lampard and Gerrard's out at Derby or, or wherever he's at. He's, he's or, in, uh, at Rangers. Yeah, Rangers, yeah, Scotland. But but I, I'm never sold on that. I'm really just not. Because I, I don't – because it's always – not always, but it seems to be always – a captain from the side and it's like, okay, being a captain on the pitch and in the locker room does not necessarily transition to doing front office work and having to lead a staff that then has to lead your players. Right. I don't think that that's a one-to-one comparison. So a good example of that would be like big Duncan Ferguson at Everton, Mm -hmm. right? Perfect caretaker kind of guy, you know, rally the troops, you know, he, it's almost like he blacks out and he thinks he's, you know, kitted up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with the player manager, or not player manager, but the, the player's manager is you still got to know your stuff. Yeah. Like Klopp, you, you couldn't paint a more player's manager. Mm-hmm. But and, and things that you read, he acts like a father, but he's also a hard ass on him. Yeah. Right. And his tactics are there. You know, so it's. It's supplementing the player-manager mm-hmm. part into 
the business part. Mm -hmm. And so that's that fine line. Or you could be Mourinho, where after he did Importo and Inter, and he just kind of came in and threw his briefcase on the table and said, I'm Jose Mourinho, damn it. Mm -hmm. And that was that. And, And that worked for a bit. Yeah, I mean, it works in Chelsea, apparently. is the well, only other place it where works. Where he was, who yeah. he could buy, what he could do, True. the way the game was played at the time, it was all a kind of perfect microcosm that allowed it to flourish that mm. way. But it it's not sustainable it's in not the a long, long run haul. and yeah. at a place. I mean, three years and he's out. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're too much of a player's manager, you're not going to win. Well, I think we can we – can, uh, I, I see in Klopp – and I, as much as I dislike Liverpool, I, I wanted Klopp. When we went for Mourinho, I was like, no, wait a year till Klopp's done at Dortmund. Go get him. And there were rumors about it. But I see in him what I saw and what I continue to see in Ferguson watching old clips and learning more about it, reading his about All this stuff about Sir Alex, I see it so much in Klopp. That, that father figure-esque like he's like my dad, yeah. and then he'll throw a hair dryer at David Beckham because he shaved his head. And you know what? He goes out and wins the gets the game winner at half after halftime. Yeah, I like, think that was a bit bit of spite, but well, yeah, yeah. But but the point is that. So do you see it in Frank Lampard? Though is the question now. I mean, I'm going to need more, but at the moment, no, because I don't see him sitting in the presser room, going and, at it. Both but, with both defending his players, but at the same time yelling at his players on national television. And but so he, and it'll take time. If it's gonna work, it'll take time. Definitely short sample size, but you know we talked about a little bit last week where he brought two players with him mm. from Derby and Mason Mount and Tammy Abraham, yeah. right? And they, they are probably they some loan, of the best players that they have. But now they're not. No, last year they were right, and so. You know, I don't know. Are you a player manager? Are you a pure cutthroat? Obviously, we'll see a little bit. You know, at the end of last year when Liverpool put one on and Project Restart, and he got in a little spit match on the sidelines with one of Liverpool's backstaff and basically said, you know, you won at once, act like what? Anyways, yeah. but he was just pissing about some stuff. So it's, and that's kind of the Lampard we know from. When he played. That, that's playing Lampard. And that's right all we really have to pull on it, right? So if I'm looking mm-hmm. at this red-ass, easily abra- uh, abrasive type of person, mm-hmm. how does that translate into, you just bought me for $50 million, you just bought me for $78 million, you're yeah. paying me 200,000 pounds a week after you bought me for $50 million. Mm-hmm. Like, hang on a second. You know, you brought me right, here. You can't treat me right? like this. Our group came here. That and I think that's a that there is a level you, like right because man you can't just be a guy who runs the football club and just shout at these guys because what they'll do is they'll demand a transfer and they'll go somewhere else and make the same amount of money and win a league in in Ligue in in Paris or or something. And even aside from that, they can say because that's the thing you know it's I can't think of of someone off the top of my head right now who was so green as a manager who then brought in so much youth, right? So you have youth that hasn't mm. established themselves in England also, or really in Europe. Staff. I mean, they're, they're great players mm. in Europe, but they are not rooted, established, you know, 20 and 10 every season, you know. Mm. So it's kind of this, is there going to be a butting of heads? Like, well, who the hell are you? Right. What have you done? Yeah. On, from both ways, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. To it'll see. be interesting so, to see, and 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 yeah, I mean, I'm. So one last thing on on that match, uh, Tariq Lamptey, the 19 year old English right back mm-hmm. for Brighton. I he picked my eye and Project Restart when we played them, in the, and after it restarted, and again, I just want to make a shout. He is an absolute player. Mm. Young, tons of tons of pace down the right side. From a right back, right wing back side, uh, just wanted to just put my just put it out there. So when he's you know at the top, when he switches national allegiance because he can't get out from behind Trent. Well, that was just, I was just up. about to say. I, think, I was like, the problem is I think he's it's behind got, Trent, who's what two years older than him. Right. I think so. I saw something today where 
I don't know how old it was, but Ghana or I think it was Ghana was was poking around about changing national uh, his uh, national allegiance. But which is you know what's even the point of a national allegiance when it's that easy? Yeah. Just file a little bit of paperwork. But that's a, a nice young a player, time. nice long, nice yep. young player. That's all. So uh, stepping away from Chelsea and Brighton. Um, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get off the scores here soon, but uh, there's no way we can't talk about Liverpool leads. For yeah, a pretty uh, pretty much a snooze fest, huh? Yeah, I don't think there was much to really talk about there, except for maybe the seven goals That's that right. happened. And all of them happened, and not all of them, but the, the back-to-back nature yeah, of the goals. One-to-one, two-to-two. Absolutely two. fantastic. Yeah, when was... you watch football, I mean, I love a good defensive game, but... When you have a goal fest, there's nothing like it, especially when they're not just giveaways. They're, I mean, there's always one or two. I mean, they're Van Dyke, Van Dyke, Dyke, Van Dyke had, a, he made a mess of one, and, uh, yeah, which is, yeah. and that's actually one of the points I want to touch on. I don't know if it's hubris or, or, or kind of just still riding the wave of the high that is winning the league, or maybe just a little rust from having a couple weeks to a month off. From a man who didn't get dribbled past up until April till Project Restart, that was a he didn't even get dribbled, but that was a bad flick. That toe flick. A your keeper now, I don't know if Allison didn't shout. I don't know what didn't happen there, but there was a breakdown there that was not he's running towards Allison. Allison's running towards him. He puts his boot up, kicks it up over basically over out of Allison's reach, and no, allows so it to it, be dinked past. So what it was and he did this before last year where he was tracking a ball back with an attacker on his hip and he played the ball as it came over his head and he headed it back. So backwards, back towards Mm -hmm. midfield. So he did the same kind of thing, but he swung his boot at it and it went off his shin and it basically fell into, it didn't go up, it fell into the path of, I believe it was the second goal, which was Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it just fell into his pat. It, it was dumb play. He should have just headed it back to Allison. But at the same time... Or he could have just left it. I think Allison was going to get there. At the same time, he makes those plays where he doesn't just do this standard one. So, you know... And that's what makes him a great defender is when he can make those plays. There was a drop-off after the title was clinched for Liverpool, and which is only understandable. Sure. And I think there's something to be said about playing a season to 97 points and playing a season to 99 points and just having these targets that are just burned in the front of their heads and being so just, you know, dog on a scent type thing, right? And when they finally got it, you know, it's it's tough to keep that that kind of energy energy up up, all the time. And it's not that there isn't anything to play for now. It was a short off season, right? Sure. So they are kind of back into it. It was a short preseason. The nice thing is looking at the match when you give up three goals on six shots. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things when you see Van Dyke's error. It wasn't like they were just played off the park on that. Yeah, they weren't beaten in, Leeds, in the whole team. Wasn't. Leeds still came out. Leeds did what they like to do. And full credit to them, right? Oh, so I'm not trying to credit. say that this was like one of those Burnley matches where we live in their half, they outpassed Liverpool. It was like, it was 52% possession. I think they mm-hmm. outpassed them like 450 to like 430. Liverpool had nine more corners. So you see that there was a Liverpool had 22 shots to their six or whatever yep. it was. Yep. So they were in the game the whole time. And the nature of the game shows that, you know, one, nothing, one, one, two, one, two, two. So they never let off at the end. Uh, there was a bit that was coming. Um, when that penalty was given mm-hmm. to Fabinho, mm-hmm. you, they had him pinned in. If it wasn't that, I mean, it was Stonewall. He kicked his it was right going to get in. They yeah. were pinning him in on yeah. it. And it was kind coming. Of, it was coming for a while. Cosm of Leeds, right? That's what happened two years ago in the championship. Mm-hmm. They, that they it were. It's so intense, and it's just so tough. You're Physically, you can break down, and mm-hmm. it's hard to keep your mental track that way. Um, but full credit to them, it was... Fun to watch. It's a hell of a game. Salah, Salah, you know, hits two penalties. He scares me every time because he hits the ball. So I'm not not concerned about him missing the target. But he's like three for three down the middle. 
He drives down the middle. He did two of them. He, there's I, two penalties. Were no, this down the other the one pipe. was the other one. I think was a bit left. And yeah, saw, but it wasn't. It was. I saw a shot map today about it, and he really is a keeper's nightmare. Because there, when I saw it, there was zero tendencies. Obviously, the middle was the most three for three, but everything else was peppered. Top drawer, bottom drawer. It was drawer, peppered. It was yeah. everywhere, right? Um, but man, you want to talk top drawer? Top drawer goal of the week, we could we could call it. That second one mm-hmm. off the Robertson free kick into the mm-hmm. box that came back to him. I mean, just that goalie had it played. Put it, his foot through it. You could not put it more in that. In top the top corner. of the net, yeah. You could not, and it was. But I, I want to. I got a note here. We need to talk about Salah, right? So right. myself as a Liverpool fan, I can become even guilty of this. And I know plenty of Liverpool fans are too. The numbers this man has put up and continues to put up are the best numbers that any Liverpool player has ever put up in the Premier League. Full stop. The numbers this man is putting up is some of the best, if not the best, that have ever been put up in the Premier League. Okay. And it's weird. You know, he's a system player, some people say. Clop system because he uses the wings, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, well, all Klopp's other wings in his entire career have never put up these mm. numbers, right? Okay, well, you know, he, uh, he, he has too many attempts, and, or he doesn't, he, he's not as efficient as you want to see. Well, okay, you, you look at his shots across the league, why they are the most, um, these things are presented not out of line with a typical number nine striker, right? It's not some huge anomaly. Well, he doesn't create as many chances. Okay, well, no one created any more chances than him other than Kevin De Bruyne last year. Which one? PSA. So so there's all these things. And so I saw something today, and I did a little bit of fact-checking because it's tough to, to see it on a tweet. So since Salah came to Liverpool, he's had 109 games. He's got 76 goals. Nine of them on penalties at 413 shots. These are all league numbers. Sure. 28 assists, which is just over. It's like 1.02 and change. This is from how long ago? This is for the last three years, including this match also. Sure. So that's one goal and assist per 90. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo's last three years at Manchester United, which when in that point he was considered the rising Arguably, if it's not now, it'll be next year, the next two years, best player in the world. Would you disagree with that? No. Okay. So his last three years at United, 101 games, all league numbers again, 66 goals, 11 penalties on 540 shots, 20 assists at a .93 goals and assists per 90. So he's so this is not short. Me, this is not me saying he's, uh, I'm not even bringing the argument, he's better than Ronaldo. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is someone who was held in such revenance, sure. deservedly so, you don't get that with Salah. You hear Gary Neville said on, on Monday Night Football there on Sky, he came out and he waxed poetically. He said that, not these numbers, but he said him and Mane remind him of when you had Ronaldo and Rooney those last few mm-hmm. years. Rooney was great. He was world-class. Ronaldo was different. Was out of That's the world. what he said. Yeah. Mane is great, world-class. He sees Salah as different. But even still, he couldn't help but say things about sometimes he can be selfish. Name me a single striker forward attacking winger like that that isn't selfish but and so there's always these caveats and me even as a liverpool fan i find myself i pick mane over Salah. why i think mane is a hell of a player but Salah, what has he done for me not to pick him every year to be the golden boot winner not saying he'll win it every year there is and so here's maybe this caveat that you're probably getting at but this is something that i i felt even back when Salah was with chelsea and, I, and to be honest, I'll even see this when uh, when he plays for Egypt uh, in 2014 watching him. He'll go on these dry runs. And maybe it's a little of a small sample size with Egypt. Maybe we toss that example out, and even with Chelsea. Just looking at Liverpool then. And I suppose every striker does. You know, there'll be a weird time. There'll be a, you know, you know, there'll be 10 games in the middle of December. It's that they just can't 
they just cannot get a goal. They can't get the ball out from under their feet, and they just can't bag a goal. But for Salah, and maybe maybe I'm hyper-analyzing a little too much, it seems like he'll just go away for two months. He's just not... No, maybe he's tossing an assist in here and there. It just it seems like he's just not on the pitch for a little while. And so that's... But it's weird. I think he's only had... I think he only has two hat tricks. His yeah, entire I think, Premier I think League this career. was his second hat he trick. He had four against Watford in his first season. Yep. In the second match, it was his first one that was on the season where he was just, when he broke the Lights Premier out. League scoring record for the season. But then you look at other kind of periphery stats where he has the most shot assists, meaning passes played in led to a shot on target mm-hmm. by another player. And, and there is a point that he's giving numbers that wingers don't give because Klopp uses his wingers to pinch in and pulls his number yep. nine back. That's what he does. Um but again, if you compare it to an Aguero, someone down the middle, mm. these numbers are are better than what that should be expected. Yeah. And I know what you mean, though, because it feels like you don't get that messy feel, that mm. Ronaldo feel of like, look at this magic that he's done. But at the same time, I mean, when you look, look at what he did in the match against Tottenham, I think in his first year against Liverpool, where... We took the lead in stoppage time, and then Eric Lamella dove mm. for a penalty at like in even more stoppage sure. time. Well, he was in a phone booth, and he walked around three players inside the eighteen yard box. Mm. He does these things, but there are times where his first touch lets him down. And I don't know if it's because he picks and chooses his spots less than what maybe a Messi does, where mm. Messi always keeps himself in an advantageous in position. A spot to he's play not it. tracking back. Right. He's not doing these other things. I mean, Messi has his spot in the right center midfield there's, forward there's area where he squ- sits yeah. and he wants the ball given yeah. to him. And this is what he does. There's now, 30 square yards where Messi lives and that's it. And that's what Messi does. And he's the greatest player to ever do anything with and the ball. Nobody's arguing that. With the ball at his feet, he's the greatest player ever to do anything. Cristiano Ronaldo's probably the greatest striker of the football ever to play. Agreed. You know, so those two are one and one B, one and two for me ever. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because Who's a better player? Give me better players in the world right now than Salah. I love watching Salah dribble, like like attacking a back line, entering the eighteen yard box. There's outside of like Messi, he he reminds me of Messi. How you get the ball maybe ten yards outside the eighteen yard, and you then you just drive. You drive at you 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 find the two center backs and you hit the middle and you just push through them. Mm-hmm. And you toss a nutmeg in there, you dribble between your feet, you kick it out, you do a spin move, bada bing, bada boom, top corner. Yeah. Love that. And so my, my son actually asked me this earlier today. Uh, I forget, we were talking about it, and he asked, he asked me who my favorite Liverpool player was, and I said, Steven Gerrard, and he, well, he said, he goes, Steven Gerrard. I go, yeah. And he goes, well, who else? He goes, is it Salah? And I, I said, you know, I go, it probably should be, shouldn't it? But that's kind of the conversation I'm having. Mm-hmm. Why is it not that the man who's put up arguably the greatest numbers in Premier League history and definitely the greatest numbers for Liverpool Premier League history Mm. on the level of Dogleash and Rush and all these greats. How is it not that he's Mm -hmm. not the first thing I say after Stevie G? And it's, it's weird. It's, and I don't know why, but this is, this is an appreciation of someone who, you know, when you see good football, it's good football. These numbers it's don't magic. these numbers don't show up and that's, every five years, right? No. They don't, and, and you know it's a privilege to watch. And them. and to be honest, if you, it, <laughs> talking to the imaginary audience, if you've never seen him play, which I imagine you all have, he's a joy to watch. He's and he just can, a joy he to can watch. be. He is different than Messi when he takes someone on. He's more of straight through. It's my speed. I'm good with the ball at my feet, and I'm quick. Messi's the one that's going to walk around you, and mm-hmm. you still can't get it. Yeah. He'll hold you off. You can't knock him over. You know, Salah's got the good center of gravity. He's great at holding players up. Um, but when he's got space and he can really put some speed on you, he'll go. But that's he will go down to the touchline, and he will walk it back. And he'll look to you know get you moving mm-hmm. laterally and then take it back across. But there is some differences. Uh, but, again, not, not yeah. to belabor it too much. He... He, uh, he's, you know what he is? 
he's my top drawer, top boy of the week. And it's hard. Is that your top boy? It's hard to. I mean, he had, so a, he hat had trick a hat trick on week one. On week one. <laughs> I mean, there are two of the penalties. I remember I got some shit last week from you about penalties from my team. If if he's got 12 goals with seven penalties and I'm championing, well, if, I, if I'm singing, I mean, it was eight to four was Bruno, so. Right, so 50%. So, tw- so I'm saying if he's about that 50% mark and I'm not giving that caveat, then yes, please. Well, he's at 60% right now. <laughs> that That second goal in that top bin will make up for it. All right. Well, all right, if that's what we're doing, top drawer, top boy of the week, I was kicking around some ideas, and I, I, it was either going to be Salah, and I didn't pick him because I knew you were going to. It's got to be Willian for me. New system, yeah, new I mean, coach, three assists, gets the hat trick on assists. I mean, I don't know. I get you're not going across the continent to a new team, to a new league, but... Just showing up to and not being able a, to do that. To, Hell, doing that on your old team on week one. To not miss a beat like that, especially, you know, and we didn't mention this before, um, for some reason they're still paying Nicola Pepe, which, mm-hmm. full disclosure, that's a bullet I missed as a fan of my own team. The, there was links between Liverpool and... You're glad you didn't He looked like he had some of, of the tools that a Klopp player would have. And, and maybe he could have done great under him, but Wow. Wow. I think you guys did all right without him. Wow. Thank goodness. Because 70 million pounds, not well spent. And maybe Willian is that creative in-between midfield forward player that Pepe is not. And they got him on a free. Exactly. I mean, three assists opening weekend, that just paid for the free. That paid for his air flight from Chelsea to (laughs) Arsenal. The helicopter ride. All right. Um. No, that's a good shout. Good shout. I mean, three assists, a stabilizing force. You know the goals can come with Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. You got Lacazette. This guy just they, gets, gets they them the ball. They didn't have anyone to feed him. Exactly. Right? Who Who is that bridge? Uh, wasn't Granite Xhaka, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so going on from there, we have an early front runner for shithousery moment of the year, and it's everyone's favorite uh, mill worker. Turn golden boot winner, mm. uh, Jamie Vardy. Of course, given the ears, given the ears mm-hmm. at an empty stadium. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, I, <laughs> like I just I talk I, shit, get banged, Jeremy. I, I just I Jamie can't. Vardy. Did you call him Jeremy Vardy? I did. Oh God, I can't. I can't love the guy anymore. I like I just the story is for, and what what. What I think we both love about him is the story from the bottom to the tops of of, of football and just English just yes. culture, and he, but he never lost that coal miner. I mean, us in America, that coal miner, West Virginian, just down in the dirt. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about anything. Stepped out of his, you know, his lorry. Yeah, beer cans falling out. Yeah, hasn't slept. Shows up and then bags, right? You know, yeah. he's still that that fifth division kid that looks, you know, untenable. Pissed drunk hu- on a Sunday league, getting yeah. golden boot boot in the Premier League. Looks untenable as a human, let yeah. alone as a professional athlete, right? But then, like the the, it speaks for himself. So. Could you imagine trying to be his agent and saying, Jam- or Jamie, you got you you can't say that on social media, man. I'm trying to get you a new contract yeah. right now, yeah. and he goes. Chat shit, get banged, and he walks out your office. I love it. I love love him. Yeah. So I have a feeling he'll he'll probably be. He'll probably win it. Yeah, I mean it's it's his to lose. So I think so. Yeah. So so if this wasn't clear enough, so the uh, uh, shithousery of the year. So this is going to be what we may probably won't be an every week thing, but anytime we see something that we like, provided right, we'll we'll offer a shout to him. And then at the end of the year, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation before we go live and, and we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll figure out who, who it is. Yeah. And if you're a gambling man, which I am, you are too, it's going to be Jeremy, Jamie Vardy. Wow. Is his Why name you Jeremy? Still, you, it's not it's Jeremy, weird. is it? This is so weird because we've had this. We talked about him all week and when we watched it, I never once. He's literally my golden boot winner. I, it was the last. I think you're having a stroke is what I think. Well, just take me out. 
Um, let me finish this beer and then let it take. Yeah, care. no, he's definitely short money to win. Mm-hmm. He's you know definitely short money. Uh, one one other shout just as an aside. Can we get a free? Can we get a top drawer campaign going for free? Uh, Zaha. I love Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, I know you got the soft spot, but my he's just good. Get though. out of there, man! Like it's like the Carmelo Anthony vibe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Get out. And maybe you go somewhere and you don't look like the world-class player, but you, you're stuck in he, Crystal Palace. And he's no always offense, been this like but, wonder kid-esque, and he's now 29, and he's still in... He's got, the, he's got I don't yeah, want to say all the you, talent in the world, but he's got yeah. the talent. At what point do you stop talking potential with someone? Agreed. I mean, you leave Crystal Palace. I mean, maybe you can sit on the bench at Chelsea or something. But who want, he doesn't want to do that. So go to Lyon or something, right? Well, even I mean, even looking in the go Premier, to Atletico even, Madrid. Even looking in the Premier League, fine. You want to do something like go to Leicester, Everton. Oh, Leicester would be a right? good shout. Go yeah. there. Go play with someone else that can score goals. You know, Jeremy Vardy. Also. I just you said this. Did you Everton. Not catch, did you not catch that? No, I did. Jeremy Vardy. Yeah. Pro- the problem. But Everton with Ancelotti. I don't know if that fits his system, but he likes high flying wingers. I think with him would be go somewhere where you can be paired. Right? Yeah, where it's not, not all big money. See, yeah. he's just a Man United reject, and someone had to score the goals for Crystal Palace. And, mm-hmm. was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so. But go somewhere with a Vardy, something like that, where you can be paired with them, you know, or just anywhere away from Roy. Get away from Roy Hodgson. I'm surprised. Oh, boy. Was it his third year at Crystal Palace? That was because that was the the interview he had to start uh, the game was. Well, you know, this is the third year anniversary of my uh, uh, hiring here, and we were away to blah, blah, blah. Let's see if we can maintain it. Roy Hodgson, I don't think, has ever been employed at a football club for three years. Uh, he had, well, at a club, maybe not a club. At England. England, which, which anyways, I just wanted to make a yes, shout. Yes, I wanted yes, to make yes, a yes, shout. Yes. He had a nice goal this week. Very nice. He does those things when he's not oft injured, which is often. Um, free, free, uh, free Zaha. Let's, let's. I'm sorry, I just threw my phone down for anyone that heard that. Uh, let's get him to Leicester. I'm gonna call Braj. I'm gonna call him up. I'm gonna put say, some work into say, that. I'm gonna say, Brendan, I got three names in three envelopes. Pick one. And they're all Wilfred they're Zaha. All, they're all going to let you down. Remember when he did that with Liverpool? It's yeah. like first day on the job. Yeah. I got three names and envelopes, and two of them are going to let you down, and one of them is Wilfred Zaha. And that's the one you want. We'll make it happen. Yeah. All right. So looking forward, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna move on. Like we said, next week, match week two, we have what is it? Burnley, Villa, City, United, all abstained because of their forays in Europe. After the Premier League season, mm-hmm. so they got the full break. You know, Villa, you know, really just making a charge. Yeah, why did the, they not have I it? don't. Burn. I. Th- hmm. We should have looked that up. Should have. That's some professional negligence. We apologize. But you know what? I'm also three beers deep. I, I, don't, I don't care, care anymore. Um, but they didn't play for some reason. Um, so we're going to run through. We got a full slate, 10 matches, 20 teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday on the 19th, Everton hosts West Brom. Uh, seven Slavon. Th- yeah, seven thirty a.m. Uh, we've got Leeds hosting Fulham at ten, so that's going to be more of a litmus test of what Fulham really possibly is. Uh, Manchester United open their account uh, hosting Old Allies, Roy Hodgson and Crystal Palace. Mm. Uh, Arsenal again has a practice match against West Ham at three o'clock Sunday the twentieth, which. Is my birthday, by the way. Mm-hmm. Southampton hosts Tottenham at 7. Uh, Newcastle hosts Brighton at 9 a.m. Chelsea hosts Liverpool at 11.30. Leicester hosts Burnley at, I'm, uh, the time cut off, I'm assuming. What, what do you think that probably is? 
Lester and Burnley. That's like 1.30, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's right around there. Hold Time on. cut off. We have, uh, we have uh, technology around here somewhere, right? So Monday the 21st, Aston Villa hosts Sheffield United at 1 p.m. One. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Host Manchester City at three fifteen. You got the time on that. Les, uh, Leicester and Burnley is uh, two p.m. on. Yeah, Sunday. so you know it's close. Yeah, plus or minus. So of those, which one are you looking at? Which one's got your attention? Well, there's no way I'm not watching Chelsea Liverpool. And to be honest, I'm interested to know if I don't know. Lackluster, I think, describes Chelsea's performance to a T. Um, it, not necessarily Lack Liverpool's. Luster? Really? They didn't do. They won, but they should have won. Yeah, they had a great goal by Reese James that really kind of pulled the wind out of Brighton. So Brighton had yeah. equalized, and two minutes later, Reese James scored. So there, there was. They did what they were supposed to do, but I don't think they look good. I mean, Timo Werner was probably their best player, and I don't even know that he looked particularly good. Kai Havertz was. He, he could have put a lawn chair up in the middle of the pitch and not done anything. He had a couple errant passes that really made you. But, but so I, I'm I'm interested to see if if especially with a higher caliber team that they're going to have to play in Liverpool, will they be able to button it up a little bit and figure it out? Do they play and, up? And almost same thing with Liverpool. It's not that they didn't play at a high level, but they did let Leeds score three. Leeds, a newly promoted side. I don't. I mean, we can love how they played all we want. That's a brand new promoted side out of the championship for 16 years in the championship. Put three goals past them. Yeah, defensively they were poor. That, that there's no. I way mean, Jordan it. Henderson. I don't even know if he was on the pitch so outside Henderson, of the one strike he had right at the goalkeeper. I don't know if he was even on the pitch half. The that game. was a Henderson of old. That was prior to Fabinho when that, he was asked to play six, which is not. He no, can do Fabinho it. Fabinho should have started that match. But let's not let's not delve into that. Yep. But my point is, can both of these teams button it up? Yeah, it is. It is really. Uh, the mask has to come off, right? Mm. And and maybe it's weird saying in week two. But. Well, maybe one team gets gets exposed, and it's not really who they are, but they kind of get, you know, they get ran over a bit. Whether it's Liverpool defensively, whether it's Chelsea through the midfield, Mid, or yep. something like that. And it might not be the story of the season. Uh, I will but, say, if if Chelsea get run through the mid. Um, that's going to be the story for the next couple of weeks because how much money they put into the midfield. There has to be some settling and adjustment time, but because you have so many faces, you know, does Pulisic, is he healthy to play? Nope. Uh, does Mount start? Does Decore start? You know, is uh, Ziyech, is he available mm-hmm. to start? He didn't start last week. So, you know, does, does, does Frank... Pick a midfield and stick with it through X amount of games, mm-hmm. or if it fails him once, does he tinker? And do they never get settled? I or does he will... does he strike gold? Or like you know, there there are questions. I think this will be both um, uh, revealing, which is interesting to say on week two, revealing um, as revealing on the team on the players as it will be for Frank because they're both so new and so young to this. To see how Frank reacts. Does he scrap the team? Do the players react to whatever he yelled at them in the in the locker room about? I mean, I don't know. I I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's still it is week two. Can't look too much into this stuff, but agreed. I'm looking at uh, I'm picking them for the second week in a row. I'm looking at Wolves hosts in City. Um, City was so close to getting their darling angel baby Lionel Messi, only to have it ripped mm. from their hands. So they'll have to spend. Three hundred million somewhere else. Um, Silva's gone Wolves too. Wolves just, you know, Nuno just he just does it, and Matt Doherty being the only non-Portuguese player on the side. I know that's not true, but it's what it mm-hmm. feels like. Mm-hmm. They, uh, man, they they just they're good. They're a good football team, yeah. and they've had results over City, and they've got their feet wet already. So. Do City stumble? It's they, at it's at Molin it's at Molyneux. They right? all, they stumbled coming out of a um, project restart. I mean, I don't City didn't look good any part of the. Well, games when they, they played us, or when they played Liverpool, they <laughs> they looked just fine. No. Of course, that's what happens when you play eleven drunk men. True, um, but so they're at Molyneux, which isn't as much because, of course, there are no fans. Um, I want to see. I want to see what's up. 
with Pep and City, right? I think Pep's um, a little disheveled we, right we now. Can, we can talk about that more as the year goes on, and we can kind of look at it and give some opinions on it. But mm. I think this is a really tough test for them to start their season with, especially a team like Wolves already having a game under their belt, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing like they're coming out firing. actual game, right? Yeah. So that that's the one. It's the last one of the last one of the week. Uh, that's that's mine to watch. I've been uh, just as a kind of aside on City. I, I've been interested in, in f- following them. Uh, these, I mean, I, I always follow them because I hate them, and so I got to know what they're doing. But I'm waiting for them to fall apart. They're a bunch of old men on that team. Outside of like De Bruyne, Fabinho, or not Fabinho, uh, Fernandinho. Uh, Fernandinho. I mean, he's like, I don't know, 28, 29 or something. He's up there. But, I mean, Aguero's 31. He's got glass knees. Silva's gone now. I'm I'm waiting. Not, I I don't know what I expect, but I expect at some point that either they leave, people, players leave, or they just can't compete at a level. Now, they surprise me every year. By competing at such a high level as old bunch of old men, but I'm I'm just waiting for that fall apart. I mean, they've got you know they've got Bernardo Silva, they've Mm -hmm. got Sterling, they got Jesus. Jesus, Um, De Bruyne is is the elder statesman of the young group. Yeah, yeah, right. He's the veteran young guy. You would call him. But I don't know that they have enough. I mean, their back line is that's just the, patchwork. That's their issue. It's that's patchwork. Their, issue. their back line is. And Ederson is more of a fraud than he is mm-hmm. a world-class keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd rather be in the midfield than in the box, which normally does not <laughs> fare not well for a keeper. For a keeper. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. So, all right, well, match week one in the books. We're already looking forward to match week two. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.